dear friends, and welcome to the It Is Well podcast. I am your host, Danny Hardy, and I'm so thankful that you have tuned in today. Maybe today finds you out for a run or throwing together something to feed your family, come on somebody, um, or maybe heading to work. But either way, I sincerely pray we can all find the space and the peace to say it is well, no matter what our hands find to do. Today's episode is part two of Focusing Well with Clear Cherry Reeves. If you have not yet listened to part one, go hop over there and do that and then come back to this episode. If you are a supporter of this podcast, it would mean so much to me for you to leave some feedback. You can do that by writing a review, leaving a rating, and sharing it with a friend today. I mean, honestly, good friends don't let their besties miss out on an awesome podcast, and today's episode is certainly amazing. So friends, today's episode is a continuation of our conversation on focusing well, where Clear gives us advice as dreamers and insight on how to keep our hearts focused amidst busyness, and she gives us a little insider info on one of her life's aspirations, <laughs> and trust me, you do not want to miss that part of the conversation. Chances are, if you follow Clear at all, you already adore her just like I do, because she is not only a ball of energy, but also a prophetic voice of wisdom in our generation. Clear is an author, entrepreneur, speaker, and most recently the host of a brand new podcast called Let's Be Clear. Her most recent book is the inspiration for this conversation, and it is entitled Focus, How One Word a Week Will Transform Your Life. So friends, grab your favorite caffeinated drink because you're going to want to get moving on life after you listen to this episode. So let's get to it. Lean in as you listen in on the rest of our powerful conversation. I just see so much, um, so many of the ways that God's moving in you and through you and your ministry and the ways that he's opening up doors for you to be able to speak and to be able to pour out of you what God's been pouring into you. And that requires a lot of obedience. And it's just, um, it's a joy to see that he's equipped you to serve him well and that you offer to others what he has poured into you. And so, you know, we both know that serving God um, in in a lot of ways can be a distraction from our actual relationship with God. And so Mm. when we're serving him, that's different than us just being with him. And, you know, um, how do you keep your own heart focused on God? How do you keep yourself stayed on him so that you can be at perfect peace? I mean, I know you're busy and you just talked about like, you know, all of the tabs that are open on your computer and like on on our phones and emails and text messages and all of the demands. But how do you keep yourself from being distracted by all of the demands and just the ability to be stayed with God? Well, thank you so much for first off saying that, um, I, you know, to anyone who's listening to, I just feel like it's so important for people to realize that Jesus is the great evener. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. we are all constantly, we're all very well equipped to serve him. That's right. But we often all feel very ill-equipped to serve him. Mm-hmm. And it is the necessity of humility and the beauty of grace. Mm. And that is a good reality for us all. Mm -hmm. So, you know, honestly, 
how do I stay focused on him? Gosh, it's an everyday really battle, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's that, I, I, I hate to use that word because I think sometimes we think that that sounds defeating, but it's not defeating. We right. have the victory. We that's know right. we have the victory, but if we live as though there's not a war for our attention, then we are living with our eyes shut. Oh, because come on. Yes. there is. And I am telling you, if the enemy, and one of my favorite quotes is by Dallas Willard, and he says, the first act of love is the giving of attention. Mm. And I hate to tell you, but if you think that you are putting your time and your resources and your energy in a place and that it is not defining who you are, then you are misleading yourself. Wow. It is every single day. We all become a series of our moments. Mm. And so who we decide to be in those moments and where we decide to fixate our eyes are eventually what we consume. And what overflows out of our mouths is what is put into our hearts. And Mm -hmm. we are feeding that. Mm. And so what are we guarding? You know, and I, I mean, I have to Sometimes it feels radical, to be honest, Mm. in the moment to say, I'm going to put this aside and go, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. But the discipline of ourselves goes, you know what wisdom says, that it may not feel like a big deal today, but if it's going to determine who I am tomorrow, then my yes has to be yes and my no has to be no. And I have to say yes to what God wants for me. Come on. That's great. I think, too, just like the the fact that it is discipline Mm -hmm. and, you know, I actually just. Um, studied, you know, about that word for my podcast and realized that, you know, it's the daily disciplines of of understanding that, that his word is true, that he is unchanging, that believing in the power of prayer, setting aside time to know that, that you need to establish rhythms in your life. And I Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, just the making it accessible for yourself. Like, don't make it hard on yourself. Discipline's already hard enough, right? right okay. Yeah. Like, Lord knows we don't want to always get on a Stairmaster. So we need to put our walking <laughs> shoes out and we need to put our clothes out and we need to go to, to bed at a decent hour mm-hmm. so that when we get up, we don't totally hate ourselves. Right. You know, it's like, what are these rhythms? <laughs> yes, right. And sometimes we still will. And then we still go, you know what? This doesn't feel good, but it is good. So I'm going to go with what is good and I'm going to show up. Okay, that's what you have to do in the in those in the everyday moments and the everyday ways, and to know, I think too, just realizing that um, those anxieties and the things that keep us and and the ways that Satan tries to just really kind of bog us down, is that a lot of times I think we we think okay, I'm going to fix myself up up before we get with God or stay focused on God. And the reality is, is, oh man, sister, the only way it's going to get better is if you abide in him Mm -hmm. and let who he is transform who you feel like you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to edge those things out on your own. And I think about, you know, that chiseling process and that transformation process. Well, the chiseling, chiseling, what that is, is that's when the parts of us that we don't like brush up against what we know is truth. Okay, so that doesn't happen with the good stuff. Right. Like the, come on. the parts of us that don't look like Jesus, that's what has to be rubbed off. Right. And that is not always fun, mm, you know? Rarely. Um, rarely is yeah, it ever fun. Actually, never. Let me correct <laughs> right. myself. Never, you know? And I think so. It's just, I think that's why the importance of Paul talking about how there's a reason why there are scriptures that talk about for I've learned to be content in all circumstances. Mm, yes. Okay. What he's telling us yes. is it's a lot of times not going to look like your preference. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why there's scriptures that say, work out your salvation. Yeah. Hey, it's going to be work. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's going to be a fight. Hey, 
it's not going to be preferential. Right. right. And, but the beauty of that is knowing, like it talks about, and I think it's Second Corinthians talking about how the momentary troubles are achieving right. for us an eternal, eternal. glory mm-hmm. that far outweighs them all. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Mm. Because what you choose to do every day is an answer to that question, whether you like your answer or not. Right. Wow. So you are answering, do I believe that's true? And mm-hmm. how you wake up in the morning and how you spend your time and mm-hmm. where you put that extra surplus of the salary that you received. Yeah. You are answering that question every single day. Mm. And we can deceive ourselves all day long, but we know at the end of our lives that we truly become a sum of our yeses and our noes to mm-hmm. that question. So good. And so we have to get honest about what we believe, you right. know? Absolutely. And man, there's, I feel like everybody needs to just stop and go back and listen to the last two or three minutes because that there's so much in there to digest and to figure out how to apply because it is an everyday effort. It is an everyday waking up, setting yourself on course, willing yourself to do the very things that you don't want to do, but we do them out of obedience until they become things that we long to do. And so, uh, you know, it is, it is an obedience and it is an everyday setting out to do so because there's a real enemy and that real enemy is against us, but we have a God who is for us and we are more than conquerors and the victory is ours. And so we have to set out every day knowing that the victory belongs to us, but that it isn't. Um, just handed to us that there is a war no. waging right. against our very souls and that we have to step up and that we have to be bold in our faith and courageous um, to continue forward and to be obedient with the everyday things and to set forward um, our thoughts and our our actions, our mindsets, our emotions, that so often we're just willing ourselves into obedience. Um, That's right. And man, that is it's so good and it's so necessary because it does allow us to focus. And one thing, you know, I mean, I'm a multitasker, like to a fault, you know, and same here, sister. <laughs> I can or I tell myself I am right. I'm like, I'm an impressive multitasker. And I think God's like, Hey, clear reality check. You actually forgot about 10 things. All the way. <laughs> yes. Oh man. That's so good. Um, but you know, we can set ourselves up for so much failure when we're yeah. trying to attend to so many different things when really it's just about attending to, to who God is and attending to who he's allowing us to become, you know, he has become our salvation and we are working, like you said, we're working that out with fear and trembling and we're always becoming something. And so allowing ourselves to attend only to that will then overflow into every area of our lives, allowing us to tend to and serve the people who God's put in our midst. And so when we keep first things first and we keep our priorities straight, then we operate out of the overflow and the abundance of who he is instead of the shortcomings of who we are. That's so true. I think it immediately reminded me of Mary and Martha too. And just, you know, when Mary was, Martha was in the kitchen cooking and Mary, it was at Martha's house. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense. She's like, Hey, you know, um, I mean, am I just going to stay in here and and slave away and do all the work? And Mary's (laughs) like, Hey, Jesus is in the living room. Let's hang out. Mm -hmm. And Martha's like, wait, Jesus, do you not realize that my sister's not going to help me in here prepare? (laughs) And Jesus says, Hey, Martha, um, Mary, I'm not going to take away from her what mm-hmm. she's chosen because she's chosen what is better. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, okay, well, I really need to be Mary. And what I think we need to realize too is important is 
it's not that the kitchen isn't the right place at some times. Okay. Right. And I'm just using the analogy for the yeah. sake of like wh- wherever we're at. Okay. It's not always just, Oh, you get to go sit and rest. And I think sometimes we think that the being with Jesus, it is equivalent to just like sometimes sitting at his feet is staying in the field. Okay. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is mm-hmm. sometimes wh- wh- wherever he is calling us and whatever he is asking us is the most important thing, right. whatever that is. And so being discerning enough and, and in order to know that, and I think we've talked about this before, but it's like that scripture in John about, you know, that my sheep, I know my, like they know the sound of my voice right, right. and they follow me. Okay. Well, in order for us to know what the important thing is, then we have to know the sound of his voice yeah. to know where he's calling us. That's right. And if we don't know who he is and we haven't read his word and we don't know how his voice inflects and where it leads in his heart, it's mm-hmm. going to be really hard to know where he's leading us. That's right. And so let me also say is when we make the wrong choice to trust that his grace is good and his love is sweet and his mercy is renewing and that there's no shame for the choice we made yesterday when we focused on the wrong thing mm-hmm. because we will often. That's right. And that's okay. And and that's why there's scripture upon scripture upon scripture to say, hey, my mercy is good and that my mercies are new every, every morning. morning mm-hmm. You wake up and you have a fresh canvas to refocus right. on you, what will it be right and that's what he asks us you know absolutely and it's beautiful because we can get so hyper focused on our failures and so hyper focused yeah. on our shortcomings that we lose sight of the transformation that God is building into our lives and then our story becomes so much about us and not enough yep. about him and so and that hard too when come we realize on, that man. the shame that we think that we're being humble about is actually just a focus lens and we've turned it and we're it's like a constant selfie. Right. And I'm right. like, Lord, I'm so sorry. I thought I was like, it was like a reverse pride. And right. I thought, I thought that I was honoring you by saying I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. But I'm really not keeping my feet from moving forward because I'm obsessed with where I've been. Right. Because I'm, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Right. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and so often um, it isn't just our vulnerability that the world can see that matters. It's that the world sees that we're becoming like Jesus and are becoming like Jesus is the acknowledgement of the transformation that he's doing, not just what we've overcome. Um, yeah. And so focusing on how he's transforming us. And that happens, by the way, of how we focus ourselves and how we are focused before him at allowing the transformation to occur one thing at a time. He is a gentle and kind God. And so he doesn't come and just rip our whole life apart, you know, because that's not who he is, because he's loving and he's forbearing and he's so patient with us. And so it's a process. It's a daily process of one thing at a time, one posture at a time, one mindset, one idea, which is so much of why I love the premise on which focus is written and that you encourage us um, to do one thing, one word at a time, to focus on changing one thing at a time, because I believe that that's how God operates is it isn't, he isn't um, asking us to change everything all at once because he knows our shortcomings and he knows that we can't actually do that successfully. And so in his kindness to us, he is encouraging us forward to focus on one thing at a time. And I love that that's the focus and the premise of the book. And so guys, if you have not yet gotten your copy of Focus, go grab it. Um, I'll share it in my stories and it's on Amazon 
you can go out there and get it because it will begin changing your life as God speaks to you through this work that Clear has put out. And you can also go grab Be Still because, hello, we're all being forced to be still right now <laughs> in 2020. So why not just take the time to allow this time to be focused for the Lord and learning how to be still in Him. And so, Clear, as we kind of step out of our conversation today, I want you to leave the listeners with one piece of advice. And I know that might be hard because um, you you are just a wealth of information and knowledge and wisdom that you so freely share. But one piece of advice for dreamers who are listening and who they want to focus on on their next step of obedience, how could you encourage them, a dreamer even, um, to focus on their next step for the Lord? I would say become a student Yeah. Um, to ask the questions that you're scared to ask, to show up in the spaces that you feel disqualified Mm. to be David like he is in scripture when every time he finishes doing something he says okay Lord what do I do next no matter how much success he hadn't had in the previous step he asks him again because he knows that God's instructions are gold why would he ever he has a like the Lord talks about how when he's never um, he's always generous with his wisdom. Mm-hmm. If if you have a question, ask, why would he not right. lead you in the way that he wants you to go right. as you seek righteousness? And so become a student of God. Learn his voice. Mm-hmm. Be bold. Also become a student of others. If, if there is someone who has walked a path that, you are, that you're curious about, you don't have to have a big plan. It's not about, you know, I've seen just in, you know, being an entrepreneur, but really just in everyday life. Look, this may sound silly. But if you're a person who is 25 and you see a woman who is 55 and you see that she has friendships that have lasted through the years and you see that she serves her family well and you see that she does these things that you really admire and you think, wow, I want to I want to be like that. It would be really wise if you had coffee with her and you asked her and I promise you it would bless her, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we we're hesitant to maybe do these things or put ourselves out there because we, what, I don't know, I guess maybe damage the perception that we think someone else has of us. Mm, wow. But why would, why would we starve ourselves of that wisdom and that, and that truth? And also some, what if it's, what if your bravery was the ticket to someone else's freedom? Cause you were willing to step out and say, Hey, I, I, I need healing in this place. Right. Or so Hey, good. I, I might need some wisdom in this area and I think that you have it. And what if, what if, I mean, it, it, this has happened to me. Someone has reached out to me and said, Hey, clear, I would love to just pick your brain and hear your heart. And da, da, da. so we went to coffee. Well, they didn't realize that what I was personally walking through mm-hmm. that I needed actually what they were asking me and what they were hearing me. And that dream, the dream that I was walking in was the care for my own soul that I didn't know. And God knew, Amen. and they didn't even know what they were doing right. and their little bit of faithfulness. They reminded me of God's faithfulness. Yeah. And so I just think becoming a student. And I think the biggest thing in in growth or leadership or focusing or anything like that and dreaming big is humility. Mm. For me, I think that's mm-hmm. the most important because what it does is every single day we wake up with the mindset of you are God and I am not. Yeah. And so wherever you lead, I will follow. Mm-hmm. Whatever you ask, I will do. Mm-hmm. Whoever you put in my in my path, I'm interruptible. Because yeah. wherever you want to lead me is definitely where I want to go, even That's when right. I don't realize it. That's right. And so 
I would say those, but really and on top of that, just kind of the premise to all of that is that the treasure of everything is Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in publishing a book, I guess it was a dream. I didn't really realize that I had Mm -hmm. um, until it was kind of in process. And, you know, how sweet is God to do that? But I thought that, you know, in that process thinking, okay, well, when it's published, well, Mm. when it was published, I got up and I went to the mailbox and got my mail just the same. And when it was published, I got up and life resumed as normal and nothing was really that different. But what was different was the person that the Lord made me in the process of doing it. The treasure was Jesus and the Mm -hmm. treasure was what he taught me in that. And so I think if we ever get confused on that, then anything God has to rip away from us to remind us that the treasure is him is necessary. That's right. You know, so good. And so as we do that, I think when we remember that the treasure is him, I think it helps us stay in our lane. Mm-hmm. So, you know, avoiding that comparison, it helps us focus and prioritize what matters Yeah. because we know that at the end of the day, that everything comes back to, to abiding in him, to mm-hmm. learning him. That's right. Um, it sh- helps us show up, mm-hmm. you know, when we would much rather stay quiet, or stay in bed. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You know, I mean, it helps us trust his timing. All these things. I mean, I think so much of it, I think just think we overcomplicate the gospel a mm-hmm. lot of times. I mm-hmm. mean, is it hard? Yes. Is it complex? Often not. Right. I think that it's hard to get past our own flesh and crucify that because it's so loud. Mm. But mm-hmm. I think Jesus is like, hey, you're making it really difficult, and I just want to be with you. Right. And as I am with you, I want you to look more like me mm-hmm. because the secret is that you were actually made to look like me. So then you're pursuing the life that you really want, and mm-hmm. you may not always realize that. So will you hold my hand? Can we right. walk together? Right. I think that's what it is, mm-hmm. you know? I um, love that. So just getting back to that, and, and he knows our dreams. Oh, my gosh, if anybody wants our success— and the fruition of these gifts, it is him. Yeah. I mean, he did not plan it. Like he says in scripture that we were not meant to be lamps, that we do put some, you know, you put something over top of it. It's like mm-hmm. we were meant to be a city on a hill. There you go. He gave us that light so that we would shine and point to him. Mm-hmm. But if we don't point to him, he will, that, that is when it gets scary. Right. So, um, I love, I love, yeah, he's so faithful. He is. And I love how you talked about, um, the process, because the process is the, is the the journey on which we are with him, and he yeah. cares far less about the product and far yep. more about the process. Because we realize that he's the purpose; he's the one who we're trying to become more like. And so, to become right. like him, we have to have proximity with him. And so, that the process of being with him, the process of walking alongside him, is how he makes us into who he wants us to be. And then the product comes from the overflow of his abundance. And not not the overflow of our performance, right? It comes from the overflow of his abundance. And we don't experience that abundance if we're not in proximity to him. And so... We often say that life is a treasured journey because it is. It's every day doing the normal things where we are in process and we are walking with God in process. Mm -hmm. And then any product that flows out of our life is his from the get-go. And the product is far less what he cares about because he cares about our faithfulness to just be be in proximity to him. And so, so true. Yeah. And so that comes, like you said, from being a student of God and spending the time to allow him him to 
mold us into who he wants us to be and being in proximity to him. And so I feel encouraged by that as a dreamer to know that oftentimes the next step, the next step of obedience is just about being a student of him and then being willing to be humble before others and be a student of those who we see ahead of us in the journey that God is allowing us to be in proximity to other people um, and having the courage to reach out. And so if you're listening today and, and someone popped into your mind as Claire was talking about, you know, those role models who are ahead of us in the journey, take the courage, take courage and reach out um, and, and set up a coffee date or set up a lunch date, um, a time to go and, and to glean something from the people that God has put in your midst. Um, and then be willing to have a teachable heart that's set on learning something and becoming something. And so I think it's important to, you know, I think we we hear like, just trust God. It's like, how do you trust God? You, you, uh, you trust God, right? You, you literally call that person and Mm -hmm. you just like, you just do it. You have like, there's, you're not going to read enough. You're not going to hear enough podcasts. I mean, I hope this podcast encourage you is encouraging, but like there's not enough information that's going to push us to actually walk in with there. We, at some point, we just have to go, okay, I'm just going to do it. And as right. we trust God, we learn that he's never not trustworthy. But That's it's right. just, I mean, you just have to be brave. I love that. What I reference it often, but that quote from um, How to Build a Zoo, the movie, and it just talks about mm-hmm. you just need 20 seconds of insane bravery. That's right. And, you know, I, I was telling my mom that the other day. It's like just even those little parts, it's like just 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then in the 20 seconds and you're midair and you're going, oh, Lord, this was good. Breaked <laughs> out. I'm freaked out, but it's still good. You know, I mean, he he really is. But you sometimes it's just you got to do it. That's right. You know? I mean, it sounds so simple, but I think that's the whole point. That's why it's really easy. It's really easy to talk about all these things and, and to just like put flowers over everything. And at the crux of it, it's just like, Lord's like, sometimes you just got to step and mm-hmm. and trust that I am who I say I am. That's and right. If you're struggling, trust anyway, and yeah. and I'll show up. That's right. It's so true. Um, okay. So just to end on a super fun note, tell us one. Yes. Like your husband answered kind of a questionnaire the other day on your Instagram. And oh, was there <laughs> a part about dancing or singing? Oh or- my God. Come, come on, give it to okay, us. Danny, I did not know you were going to mention this, but <laughs> let me tell you, I kid you not, I can blame my sleeplessness on stress sometimes, but it, it is often that I, for some reason, decide to watch every dance video I can on my phone and YouTube <laughs> and I mean, and also the voice blind auditions, are, I love those, but hip hop, I I secretly like I still think it's kind of possible maybe if I could like Benjamin Button and go back in time, <laughs> but I really want to be a hip hop dancer and it. I'm really not kidding. I think people think that I'm saying that is like, aha, oh my gosh, but they don't realize that I secretly get in my car and I'm like, Lord, if you will it, <laughs> I am down for it. I love to dance. I just, I, on it, this, this is going to sound crazy, but I if I ever struggle with like perception or anything like that, when I dance, I complete, I, it is just me. I like completely forget that anyone <laughs> is around and I just, it is, I, I could be scary. I don't know, but I love it. Yes. And my husband, when I did that, I should have known that was the edited version. And he always <laughs> says, 
literally, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but he says all the time, he's like, I'm going to write a book and it's going to be what clearly stated says when she's not clearly stated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. I'm like, oh, that would probably sell more copies. They should get after it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's perfect. And I love it because I can absolutely imagine you in the car, hip hop dancing and just oh. saying, God, if it's your will, come on and bring it because I'm here for it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is. I mean, it just makes you feel so free. And I love to, I mean, I just think it's so awesome how creative and innovative and just exciting and hopeful, like the people of God are. Right. And so like when you first asked me, I don't even know I'm saying this, but when you first asked me at the beginning of this podcast, what is my passion? Mm-hmm. When I love, when I see someone have the revelation that God is for their life. Mm-hmm. I kind of freak out on the inside. Yeah. And that's yeah. maybe a little bit how I feel of dancing. I don't know. <laughs> I it, love it's it. Just, it's just, it lights me up. So, yes, it is. Next time I'll break it down for you. How about Perfect. That? Perfect. We'll yeah, have to do this go. next time on a Zoom call so that we can all see the, the oh hip hop dance happening. <laughs> that would be so fun. Perfect. You know, it's, I am that person and you don't realize it, but you say that. And if you invite me to do that, I will actually follow through. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So that's your own fault. That's yes. Your own fault. Hey, I'll get yeah. up and do it with you. It's okay. Perfect. I, I have a secret. I have it like a, a hidden dancer in me too. It's good. We, there, we, yes. we dance. Yes. Yes, we dance to show tunes. Spoken word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoken word is my jam too. But we love uh, uh, like show tunes around our house and like you know um, uh, musicals. And so we often dance to musicals in our living room um, just about every day because we also have a four year old. So awesome. I think that could snap you into a good mood in about five seconds. I mean, I tell you what, because but we hide yeah. ours behind the guise of a four-year-old, but really we, we did it before we had a child too. So there really is no other, you know, reason oh, why we do it besides that we I, just love it. Oh, 100%. I told, I told Will, my husband, I'm like, I can't wait until we have a child so I can watch all these movies and secretly blame it on them. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with them. I, I'm actually forcing them and they're crying. Right. Right. <laughs> thoroughly enjoying myself. Oh, it's hysterical <laughs> guys. If you can't tell clear, is just such a ball of energy and fun and just a delight to be around. So if you have not yet followed her, go hop over and do that. So clear, tell us real quick how people can follow along with your ministry, how they can keep up with your business, your podcast, all of that. Tell us how we can follow along with clear. Yes. Okay. Well, you can find me, my website that has all of my products that I was talking about um, is clearly stated and it is the strange way to say or spell clear. It's C-L-E-E-R-E-L-Y-S-T-A-T-E-D, clearly stated.com. And then my Instagram is at clearly stated and my podcast is called Let's Be Clear. I blame my parents for me using clear <laughs> all the time, but Google, I do if you spell it right, you, there are not many. So that is very helpful. Yes. Um, but yes, so that is where you can find me. And I would love for anyone to follow along. And, you know, if anyone has any questions, I really try and, um, answer if someone responds to your message on Instagram, it's me. So I really try and, you know, look at those. And I've just been really blessed by a lot of people just being vulnerable about their stories or what they're walking through. And if I can ever pray for someone, you know, that's what we're here for. So um, I'm so thankful that you allowed me to be on the show and just so honored and grateful for, for your wisdom. I mean, Danny, I'm, I know that 
I know that people can hear this, so I'm giving you accountability. Are you ready for this? Mm, ready. God is doing <laughs> something in your life, and he is equipping you for what's next. And just like you mentioned position that you're reading about that, I don't think that that's an accident. Amen. That he wants you to use the stones in your hand and show up well and know that the things that you've done in the unseen, mm. um, that he is going to use those and that you've been prepared. And so it's going to be good. But Amen. I'm just throwing that out there so other people ought to hear it. So when I can't ask you in person, they can ask you in person, and you're welcome. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate that yeah. accountability, and I appreciate your friendship. And I receive that as edification from the Lord. It's an honor to know you and to be known by you. And I'm so hopeful and prayerful about what God is doing in this season and just really eager to continually uncover what He might be doing in the next season. So thank you so much, friend, for your encouragement and your accountability and just your willingness to speak to the listeners today and I know that so many will be encouraged in the name of Jesus and I'm just so thankful for your time with us today on the It Is Well podcast. Thank you so much, Claire. It has been my honor. We will talk soon and break it down together. Yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Wasn't that just the most fun? We are seriously going to have to schedule that dance party because y'all... I'm ready for it. (laughs) I pray that our conversation was equally encouraging and challenging and fun because we certainly had a good time recording it. Thank you so much for listening and learning along with us. If you're interested in receiving the podcast guide for Focusing Well, you can subscribe on my website at dannyhardy.com or through my bio on Instagram at dannyhardy1. There is more exciting stuff happening over on my social media platforms and multiple ways that you can keep up with what God is doing in and through this ministry. I sure hope you will join me again in a couple of weeks for the final episode of season two, where I will be recapping some of the highlights from 2020, speaking life into the low points of 2020, hello, um, and casting some vision for 2021. Let's continue on as we dive into the well that God is for us and the wellness that God has for us. I'm thankful to be on this treasured journey and can't wait to chat with you again. I'll talk to you soon.